The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. I am the big guy, Ryback. And today's show is being presented by Feed Me More Nutrition. It is our final day, ladies and gentlemen, for our Feed Me More Nutrition $4,000 Halloween cash giveaway. Go to feedmemore.com. Use discount code Halloween4000 to save 20%. All the details are on the homepage, though. You'll be automatically entered. And tomorrow on Halloween, I'm giving one of you $4,000. Raj Geary with WrestlingInc.com. How's it going? Good, man. How about yourself? Doing well. I was trying to move my microphone over. It was stuck, but uh, doing doing great today. Running all around and uh, another busy day with the, the final day with everything with the Feed Me More Nutrition, but but everything's good so far. Nice, nice. It's going to be, uh, this next week's going to be crazy. By this time next week, we might, we might know who won the election. Uh, and uh, it's going to be, I have a feeling, you know, next week you got full gear. I have a feeling that next week we're going to be seeing some uh, record low ratings for AEW and NXT that that Wednesday uh, that's following the election. But granted, in the grand scheme of things, that's not really that important. Yeah, no, if it's one week, but it's this is uh, we may be doing the show in flames next week, Raj. You never know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, exactly. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see how everything goes. Fingers crossed that the the that everything is going to be all right. Right, yeah. Otherwise, I'll be doing it from the, a bunker in my basement. Yeah, we'll be- <laughs> yeah. Oh God, yeah. No, we just gotta. We're almost to the the the, the home stretch here, and uh, we'll see what happens. I'm 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 really really trying to stay optimistic. I know I got a, a, a buddy in France. They just shut back down again, right, um, for a month, and uh, yeah, we'll have to see. Twenty twenty, yeah. Can't wait for this to be a, a footnote in, in history. But I uh, hope so. yeah. <laughs> uh, this past week, some bad news. Uh, pro wrestling veteran Tracy Smothers passed away at the age of 58. Yeah, uh, He had announced in November of 2019 uh, that he was battling lymphoma. Uh, and yeah, he, he, he passed away this past week. Uh, a legendary wrestler. He's wrestled all over. He had a, a short stint in WWF as Freddie Joy Fl- Freddie Joe Floyd. Uh, he was uh, in WCW. I think that's where he's best known as uh, half of the Southern Boys, also in ECW as a member of the FBI. Uh, GoFundMe has been launched. You can check that out at wrestling.com if you want to click there. Help pay his medical expenses. And uh, an indie event is planned for this weekend in Bartonville, Illinois. And uh, yeah, really sad. You you hear a lot of uh, a lot of young young pe- wrestlers who um, yeah. met Tracy Smothers coming up in their career who helped them out a lot. Yeah, no, really unfortunate. Fifty-eight. I mean, I, I saw earlier where, where the the health problems, and, and I don't know how long those exactly had been going on, but that's uh, it's unfortunate. You can see by all the, the the people on social media, 
that they all everyone had like uh has nothing but nice things to say good memories of them and i and i and i added one just just my one experience with them was at a, an indie show in uh i think it was something pigeon ford or i can't remember it was somewhere in tennessee and uh it was my first uh, indie show that i'd done uh, after wwe when i got released in developmental i had never i'd been to a couple indie shows with with um before like with al snow during tough enough i had no experience with any of that and i remember just being it was like an overwhelming experience a little bit not knowing uh that whole setup and and kind of being on your own and driving from louisville kentucky down there and, and i didn't it was horrible payday i lost money on the thing but i remember i had a polaroid camera because at the time that wasn't the phones and to, to do pictures at intermission and but tracy just came over and uh and I don't remember the exact details. I remember, though, he was cracking some jokes. And I know he just said, if I need anything to let me know, let him know. And, like, went out of his way just to kind of help make me feel a little more comfortable. And uh, and I always I always remembered that. That was – and I just – and um, that was just my one time meeting him ever. And he was nothing but nice to me and kind. And that's what you're seeing with people. He had much closer relationships, obviously, with a lot of other people that, that wrestled regularly with him. And uh, – it's really unfortunate and just just nothing but positive vibes and love to the family and friends and close ones. Because, uh, yeah, man, it's another one gone. Yeah. Young, man. Young, really young. young. Yeah. Uh, to, let's maybe switch this to something lighter. Uh, kind of a weird name change this past week. We, we know WWE, they like to, uh, Vince really likes taking people from NXT and then dropping their first names. You know, yeah. Otis had, some, I can't even pronounce his last name. So uh, that was probably a good one. But you had Rusev, yeah. who was originally Alexander Rusev. Cesaro was Antonio Cesaro. Uh, Biggie was Biggie Langston. Now Matt Riddle is going to be just Riddle. Uh, this one's kind of weird because Matt Riddle is his real name. And apparently uh, the thought process behind it was that Vince McMahon, uh, is actually impressed with Riddle and wants to give him a push, and he doesn't want people Googling him and seeing his past uh, issues with him. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the, the names you just named of people that they, their names, they all had have had nice careers in WWE yeah. or being used, uh, you know, consistently and been there for a long time. So um, it, it's definitely, with, with Otis being the newest, obviously, with that, but the right. other guys, but he's being, I mean, still has been figured in from the time up there. So it would make sense that if they're doing that, there is a reason why they're doing it. Uh, typically they wouldn't just do that to a guy they're going to leave in catering every week, you know? Right. So uh, it, it, that makes sense. I understand that from a business standpoint, that that, that actually from a Google standpoint, it, 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 that makes as much sense as anything I've heard in a long time from them uh, with that. But I mean, still with that kind of stuff, if he becomes popular enough, the, the riddle the first thing that's going to pop up is everything matt riddle so i don't right or riddler uh, stuff <laughs> well, yeah yeah but yeah that's going to be quite a quite a, a hill to overcome with that right. as far as but i don't know yeah it's just it, you know it's their company their business and uh matt's all right with it and it, again it's I, from a wrestling standpoint i'm a fan of one name guys with one name like mm -hmm. I like it. I always, you know, that's why I went with Ryback. I, I just, I, I would, I don't like Ryback Reeves. I wouldn't want, um, it's just, there's something just about a powerful one name or having one name. If you could, it's just easier for people to remember. Yeah. I guess 
even though, you know, you can sit there and say, well, Randy Orton, John Cena, Brock Lesnar, you know, but it, yeah. it is, it is what Goldberg it is. sounds way better than Bill Goldberg. Yeah. You know? No, it's yeah. just, it's just a, there's just something about it. It's just, it, it makes that one name more powerful when all the attention is just on it. And, uh, and we'll see, this could be that, that same sort of situation. And uh, if they have plans for him long-term, you know, that, that's, it's, it's not a bad thing at all. It's just, that's Vince is his company on that. That's so on those sorts of things, I'll never, to what he wants. Right. And, and to your point, I mean, you, you look back and, and some of the names like Rusev, it's hard to imagine him as Alexander Rusev now. And I know, remember Cesaro, that yeah. same thing and Andrade. So yeah, sometimes overall it, it seems weird at first, but you get used to it and it's hard to picture it the other way around. Absolutely. And, and it's for the same, you know, guys, if you were to take sit there and it just, if all of a sudden Randy Orton was just Orton or Randy, it would be a little, it would be odd at first. And then you get used to it over time. It's like Cody, Cody yeah. went lot, dropped the roads. Right. But now everyone, it's just normal Cody. Yeah. Cause we, we, it, we've, we've heard it over and over and over again. And, and you establish yourself as that, that identity. So, yeah. Yep. Um, the Thunderdome, the lease is coming up in uh, November, on Tuesday, November 24th, and apparently they are going to have to move. It's not going to get renewed. The NBA is going to be back in action, and they're going to be playing at their home courts. The teams are going to be playing at their home uh, stadiums. Uh, so they're going to be moving, uh, and, and they're looking at different arenas that can handle the weight of the Thunderdome's, th Thunderdome setup. So apparently a lot of older arenas won't work because of the Thunderdome setup. And they're going to need a, a major travel hub city because of all the WWE crew that will be flying in and out each week. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's going to be uh, the WWE crew have been working straight out of Florida this whole time. And granted, some people have been flying in and out. But now uh, pretty much everyone's going to be you know, traveling, assuming it's going to be somewhere like Texas is what I've been hearing. One of the locations is Texas. Um, gosh, I'm forgetting the, the name of the arena, but I'll, I'll have that on Wrestling Inc. this afternoon. And, uh, but yeah, uh, but they're apparently not going to go to having fans anytime soon, at least not until the new year. And, and that was discussed on the WWE, uh, third quarter earnings call. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, with everything with AEW and having an audience, so that's what I, I was, I would think they would, they would just shift over to that as quickly as possible, allowing with, with a, with a 10, 15, 20% capacity, um, but I think maybe I mean when in, in having they have having that Thunderdome set up. I'm, I'm sure a lot of money's been invested in that whole thing. Right. And they're probably trying to get get as much out of it as they can too from that aspect from a business standpoint. So, and it does allow a lot of people in there. It's, it feels more normal in a weird way with the Thunderdome yeah. than if you have only a, a few hundred fans in the stadium. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it definitely will too. Well, the thing is too, is they're piping in the noise right? like that, which from a viewing experience, I'm sure they love this by the way, cause they can control everything now. Like mm -hmm. this is, this is like Vince's uh, wet dream right here come true <laughs> just with all this, like having complete control over all the people. And uh, <laughs> it's uh, so, yeah, I can see them. They'll, they'll be wanting to keep it going as long as possible until they, they can switch it out with, with as close to a full crowd crowd as possible but man, that's interesting that's gonna be you know with everything going on i i mean i'm i'm nervous with the way that the world like everything with coming up with the elections and like because the news is already starting in on again on that that next corona round 
and they're right. already kind of like conditioning the people to start like, no, closing is going to be okay again. It's not. It's not okay. But they're 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 setting it up from the looks of it, and I don't like that. It's like, what are we? We got to get going. Like this is it's game time now. We get this is. So, but WWE is going to be, if we go that route again, like this is, you know, it's just a wrench in everything for everyone at this point. And the way traveling with talent, you know, everything in Florida, that's about as convenient as it gets right. having everything there. And now if you got to start trying to find, you know, different hub cities like this, this is in everything. We, we don't know how it's going to go. Now, granted, hopefully everything goes well and we just continue to progress and open and get better and better. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. This is the traveling, you know, with AEW. I'd imagine that setup and everything going there is a lot simpler right now because they got and they got they have the process down with testing and letting people in, and they've been doing it now, so they're a little more prepared on that end. Whereas WWE, if they were even going to go that route, like that's a whole different, you know, they have to they have to then get that system in place and, and have it become a well-oiled machine. Uh, and in all fairness to AEW, if the things, if, if this goes the, the other way and then they got to start taking people out again, now they're back to the empty arena full blown. So, you know, we'll just have to see which way it goes. Right. Uh, kind of to that point, it was announced this week that the Super Bowl is going to have 20% capacity uh, at Raymond James stadium in Tampa. Uh, that is also going to be the location where WrestleMania 37 takes place. Now, this is not a Florida <laughs> mandate. It's an NFL thing. So uh, it was their decision. WWE is going to have WrestleMania there. So they're definitely going to have fans. Um, I, I mean, assuming things stay kind of how they are yeah. right now. Uh, but So that means for the Super Bowl, the attendance is going to be about 13,000 to 15,000. For WrestleMania, I got to think Vince would probably want at least 40, 50%. Uh, to make it worth it. Um, But yeah, that's, uh, they're going to have fans in that stadium and that's where uh, most likely they haven't officially announced it, but WrestleMania is being moved there. Yeah. And again, this is just, we're going to have to wait and see, like, I mean, everything can change rapidly here, you know, in a month and two months after the election, you know, if a vaccine is, does become available, we may see in the beginning of the year, things start to significantly improve and, you know what we're we're gonna we're gonna get to normal again, and and maybe it's by that time we that that can all be updated and changed on on a whim's notice. I'm sure, depending on the the, the direction this all goes, and the same same thing. Like I said, this can all go get all taken away really quickly too. If if everyone starts pulling back again, and you know, I I'm I'm just kind of of a sit back and, and observe approach at this point. I, I mean. it's this has been the craziest year I've ever experienced as far as the the, the decisions being made too on things. It's crazy like to me, but yeah, man, I think everyone, you know, I'd be interested if we, there was literally a worldwide vote, like on how this, if you would let life return back to normal or no, like how that would actually, if every person was truly polled, what the real numbers would be. I'm really curious because it's, but you know, wrestling, man, we need people there for this of it now at this point. It's because yeah. it sucks without it. <laughs> it does. No, man. It's at least the Thunderdome, it's better. Yeah. Um, but it's not still not close to the real thing. I forget what it's even like. I'm gonna like <laughs> go back and watch matches of mine and like get an adrenaline rush. Like I I wa- I'm actually used to watching it now. It, it it's it, like this. I'm just like, what was wrestling like before? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So 
hopefully this time next year, uh, the vaccine, there's a bunch of vaccines in the works and, uh, hopefully this time next year, knock on wood. Um, but hopefully, uh, at that point we have full stadiums, but we will see. Let um, Bill Gates just with that. Let Bill Gates just poke you, put a little microchip in you. Let's get going, guys. As, <laughs> as long as I could uh, hit the bars, yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Just don't take away our alcohol, please. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so we had first reported at Wrestling Inc. that WWE uh, issued an edict that talent can no longer work with third parties, Twitch, Cameo. And uh, the talent were given 30 days, uh, and that came up this week. So uh, AJ Styles, uh, Cesaro, Paige, a bunch of people had to shut down their uh, Twitch and Cameo accounts. Uh, AJ Styles, he wrote, I want to thank you all for the memories on Mixer and Twitch. I will cherish these memories, and I love every one of you that made this possible and supported me. As many of you know, WWE is making some changes that involve streaming. We will see what the future holds in that regard. Uh, with that being said, I'll be suspending Styles Clash stream. This isn't goodbye, but this is see you sometime in the future. We will leave Discord open, but since it won't be monitored, we will be making changes. Uh, Paige, on the other hand, was not as uh, is not as agreeable. Uh, she, she posted a long message. The full message is on wrestling, but I'll just put a I'll just get the the small part. She wrote, um, oh, "Sorry." Uh, I've honestly got to the point where I cannot deal with this company anymore. So now I have to make a very important decision. I'm effing tired, man. I broke my effing neck twice, twice for this company over effing worked. I broke my neck twice for this company. And all I wanted, all I wanted was to, they don't realize that this community isn't just about effing subs. It isn't about that. It isn't about that. We built a wonderful community, a wonderful effing family where this is an escape for a lot of people, including myself. I can't wrestle anymore. I work so hard in WWE that I can't wrestle anymore. My neck is my neck is effed. My whole dream got taken away from me, dude. And I have to have something that fulfilled even a small part of that huge effing void that I lost with wrestling. Yeah. A huge effing void. I couldn't wrestle anymore. Something I lived, breathed, effing s wrestling since I was a fetus, dude. And it got ripped away from me. And I had to find something that even filled a little bit of that. Twitch was such a wonderful thing for me. It's such a wonderful place for me. So she continued uh, just on and on, clearly not happy. She's talked in the past about possibly unionizing, and uh, Zelina Vega has expressed her support in that. So, um, yeah, this uh, we'll see where this goes. But, it, you know, if Paige is being outspoken and, and you get someone like a Zelina Vega, uh, who is a current talent, uh, I don't know. Do you see anything possibly happening? No. There's not the not with the current system, and there's too many talents that won't risk their what they're making. And I mean, rightfully so, with families and stuff. Why would you? It, it, it literally is. It's it will take everybody, and, it, and then it would also take the NXT, which people making less money, they're not going to do it. They'll jump at the chance to get up there and they, with the fame and the money. And it's it's the system they've set up. I feel for Paige. I hope she doesn't sign over to them. Uh, she actually is in a really strong position. I don't even know if she realizes what she should continue to speak up. Uh, it will only garner her more attention. It will gain her more of a following over there. She already has an amazing following on Twitch. Uh, and I could say firsthand being over there when I when I created the Ryback Rules account and now in doing the in a little bit of gaming and stuff, man, it's a great community over there. Like it's a lot of fun. Like it's different than any of the other platforms, especially when you're just sitting back. If you're just whether you're doing a little show directly with them 
or streaming and chatting. It's just a different environment. I don't, it's more, it's just more positive. It's, it's more fun. It's more laid back. And like, I completely understand what she's talking about. And I sympathize with her because I understand I, same thing, lost wrestling and had to walk away and with the injuries. And granted, I've been lucky enough and blessed enough. I'm going to be able to go back. She's not at that point. And it, it's a very lonely, it sucks feeling. Uh, and then watching and being young still and knowing that, like, is this what my life is no more? This all that I knew and all that I know. And that's why I went the other direction of keeping myself busy. She she hasn't necessarily found it yet because she works for the company and they they control a lot of your time, even though she's not being used on TV and then everything with the schedule. Like this was her outlet for right now. And and I, I feel for her on that and them wanting to take it over and, and it's simply out of greed. And, you know, AJ is going to go along with the flow. AJ has a family, multiple kids and a wife, and, and he's not going to make waves over that. He's at the end of his career, probably that final stretch financially of great money where every year counts, you know, at this point. And I'm sure he wants to keep a good relationship with them post career as well as a lot of talent usually do to keep that income coming into some, some degree, you know, I, I don't know, you know, with people speaking up, it, it's unfortunate though. You know, I remember with, with Arianne Andrews, you know, Cameron, you know, when I put out the, the blog on the pay, when I left and she was the one person that actually publicly spoke out. And I got a lot of text messages that day. She was fired really quickly after that. And then they'll make up something, you know, but they, they won't put up with a lot of that and they don't, they, because they want to control everything, and uh, it sucks, man. I don't. I, I I feel for them on the talent, like just being handcuffed. But if nobody would sign the, the forms over, because I know that stuff's not in the contracts. What they did is they added an addition to the new contract, and and usually what when they did when I was there, they brought us all into a room and said, "You guys have to sign this," essentially, and then everyone chickens out and signs. And I was one of the only. I remember I walked up. Fuck you guys. They they tried to chase me down all day to sign over my social media the stuff when I was there on um, them allowing to have the passwords and to get into our accounts. I knew right away that was illegal. I was like, I'm not signing that over. And it blew me away that everybody else in the room did. There were two other people. I think that didn't one or two others. And they eventually, they kept cornering them. Mark Carano with referees and literally cornered talent all day. And they wouldn't dare come over to me. Mark, I'd knock him on his fucking little Mark ass. Like that guy, he's it's pathetic, man. But like, that's, I get hot thinking about this, but what the talent don't have the you're in a really screwed up position. You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't, because then if you don't like Paige, though, at least I don't know what she's earning, but I would imagine she's still earning a pretty good penny from WWE for not wrestling under her current contract, unless they restructured it really low, which I don't know if they would do or not or getting her downside, but I'm sure, you know, the, it's a risk though, when you leave and you officially out of, away from WWE, you never know what the future is going to hold. And there is a thing like when you're on TV, like people look at you differently when you're on TV consistently, you know, it's just the way, the way that it is. So I can understand her uncertainty if she doesn't have other things necessarily going on yet, like business wise and financially. So that's her pleading. And like that right there is very telling her words, this company Broke my neck for overworked. It's all things we heard, like what Vince has done and hoard out humans, man. It 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 needs to change. But this is another one, another piece of uh, WWE's that goes into their big pie, piece of the pie. 
just like YouTube and everything else where they, none of the talent make any money. None of the network, the talent aren't making money. And the whole reason that WWE logo exists is because of wrestlers. So right. and don't get yeah. me wrong. Vince has built it, but they, he's built it off of the work of the wrestlers. And that's right. always the part that the percentages have never been right. And it's all out of one man's greed. And it sucks. It really sucks. I wish, I wish it wasn't like that, but you know, it's great that this is, and we've talked in the past about Andrew Yang, former Democratic president, yeah. presidential candidate. He says he's going to do something if Biden's elected. Uh, he's going to work with either if he becomes Secretary of Labor or not. He's going to work with Secretary of Labor to uh, change WWE's business practices. But it's it is interesting that it's all kind of coming out now, even though this has been happening since the beginning. Uh, Jesse Ventura in 1990 uh, left WWE because he wanted to do a, a video game deal with Sega. Vince wouldn't allow it. So this has been happening forever as far as Vince not allowing wrestlers to do other yeah. projects. So uh, this is the most uh, publicity it's been getting. So we'll we'll see if anything comes of it. I, I kind of agree with you. I kind of think it won't, but but we will see. And that will, too. It'll be interesting with, with Andrew Yang on if, if what can be implemented. My thing is Vince has gotten away with it this long. Vince is a very powerful person. People, I mean, this is you don't get to that position by accident. Like that's, you don't get to that position of, of what, what he's gotten away with greed wise by being a good person. And if you don't think, like I told you, this is, I have to make this clear on how they operate. Like specifically to when I left, they are paying publications to write negative articles on me. Still, this is a very real thing that's going on with the Ryback trademark. And like, I just recently posted, they just put out a thing uh, with Collider. On, on 17, uh, the, the the gay wrestlers that came out of the closet. And great article on all wrestlers that are, are whatever they are. The image of that, the clickbait image, is actually an image of me and Paul Heyman, where it looks like Paul, when he kissed me on the cheek. And I'm not obviously not in the article. So you have to ask yourself, why am I on that image for that for that sp specific thing. And I couldn't figure it out because I would get messages when you chat like, Ryback, are you gay? Ryback, are you gay? And I go, man, where am I getting all these, these things from? And it was from that. People started sending it to me on that. But they've done this time and time again over other things that people think it's crazy. The Sportster is the number one publication that is guilty. WWE has a working relationship with them. They publicly have not acknowledged that. And it, it, it's this is how they operate, though. People don't understand it. When people walk out and leave, when Austin Aries left, they put out negative things on him that weren't true fully on certain things to make to make him get bad press, bad publicity, to turn people against him. And they do this. It's a very carny old school way, you know, that they that Vince operates. Like he's not a good human being. That's the issue. And when people think like if you lay back and let them take control over you, they will eat you alive, which is why I am the way that I am and why I've gotten everything I've gotten, because I will not back down from them. Though I won't back down to the day I die. Like it's it's and even that all haunt his fucking soul and from fucking above. Like it, mm -hmm. it's like I, I will not stop because you can't. He is such a horrible human being, man. And I get hot and I can't wait with AEW and everything they're doing because it was change will come. And people will realize the wrestling business will be so much better in the future from what it was. But the wrestling business has been so shitty for so long because of one man, Vince McMahon, one man and his greed. And I promise you, it won't be a good ending for him. It won't. He might get he, the fact he's still trying at this point in time of his life. Man, what about empowering your fucking wrestlers? Empower fucking people. 
help give them opportunities if they can't work for you anymore, wrestle anymore, empower people, use the wealth that the wrestlers have helped given you and give it back to the community that fucking made you. He doesn't do that. They haven't been there one fucking bit for me, not on one thing. And I will never fucking forget that. I will not forgive them and I will not forget it. And I will fucking haunt them to the day I die with it because it's fucking personal. And Paige reaching out like that, I fucking get it. I understand the frustration because she's fucking telling people how bad they are while she's there. And fuck, she has some goddamn courage and I love her because more people need to have a fucking set of balls there and speak up. But they don't. We collect the check and it is what it is. But they're not there for you once everything ends. And I've talked to Hall of Famers and people that gave their fucking broke their backs for the business fucking coming up and hugging me at independent shows. Please don't stop what you're doing. And I could feel their fucking pain. Fucking all of them. I've, so many of them. And they're all broken and battered. And that one fucking man is still doing this shit and getting away with it. I can't wait. Because this time is coming. This day and age 2020 with social media and everything and the power. The people have the fucking power. We always have. Now we got to just unite up against them and fucking in the wrestlers. It's always been about the wrestlers and they've made, they've changed it where no, it's about the brand. No, it's about the wrestlers. It's about the men and women that love this business that have broken their backs and given their heart and soul, blood, sweat, and tears to this fucking business to make it better. And that motherfucker has capitalized on it time and time and time again, purely out of fucking greed. And I can't stand him. I can't fucking stand him. I'd love to knock him on his fucking ass if I saw him face to face again, which is why I didn't want to say anything to him when I left because I knew I knew I would fucking go to jail. I fucking hate his guts with a passion. He is a fucking soulless piece of shit, Raj, and I can't wait. I can't wait to be back in the motherfucking game and fucking haunt him, pussy Paul, bucktooth fucking Kevin Dunn, fucking that bitch Stephanie, the entire fucking family. Fuck Shane too. Fuck them all. That's how I feel. <laughs> Wow. You're his fucking, you come from his DNA. Fuck all of you. Game on. That's how I, do, I feel about it. Oh, well, uh, we're not censored here. That's for no, sure. No, we're not. This is my dryback TV. I own it. So right. that's how I feel about it. This It's Absolutely. personal. And I, I hate seeing stuff like this with the other talents because I get, I get worked up because I've, I've experienced it with them suppressing my social media and everything, trying to prevent me from even making a living out of there which I have succeeded still, they will not win. They will fail at the end, in the end. It, it is odd, too. Uh, we've talked about this many times, how they don't want the talent to be bigger than the company anymore. But every time the company did its best was when they had a larger-than-the-company superstar, whether it was Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, The Rock. I mean, they the company saw huge booms in business. It's only to their benefit to to allow these guys to become all that they can as opposed to trying to keep them down just so the company... The, company owns everything and it's about the brand it's you've yep. seen declines for 20 years uh, since they've been doing that the people don't want that it's not what it's not what it's not what wrestling is it's not it's just going it's going out of your way in a negative way right to do it and it's the problem people say well vince doesn't want people up and leaving well you have to ask yourself why are people up and leaving one because he's whoring them out and breaking their bodies and they know they've seen the people like the Rocks and the Austins and the guys that got out and got their health and their money to a, uh, to a high degree, they they know. And they, but there's a reason why these guys leave and do this. That like, man, it, it, it's it's the atmosphere, the negativity that he breeds from the top down, from the producers to the writers to everybody that he enforces that comes from him, man. Nobody wants to be in that environment for the rest of their lives. And the ones that do are go back and be producers. They're men. They don't want, I remember hearing producers that aren't there now and some that still are 
bitching that they had to work there because they needed the money. And I feel for them, man, because their career, they didn't make quite what they should have in the wrestling business to begin with. And they got to go back for the payday and be subjected to that atmosphere. It just could be so much better. And the focus is AEW, and there are other promotions that are doing it much better. And that's what I hope the, the focus continue to be on. And, but and, and you have to, you have to continue to raise awareness. We all do that have been a part of this and seen this, and put them under the microscope more and more, so that when these powerful people in Washington, as if, if the control is able to shift, and Vince's protection is able to be broken, that he will be exposed fully because he won't know what to do because he doesn't know how to be a good human being. Yeah. Um. Uh. <laughs> on that note, uh, moving on, Sting is no longer, uh, does not have a page any longer on the WWE Shop website. His merchandise has been pulled. Usually what that means is he's no longer uh, no longer under contract, whether that was just a regular contract or a Legends deal. Uh, it would indicate that he is now completely free. So he could be used by other companies yeah. uh, or, you know, re-signed. But as of right now, Sting is a free agent, apparently. Great news, and I think that would be obviously not wrestling wise, but you know, I would love to see him do some stuff with AEW. I think from a like get him on a legends deal, something sort over there, and uh, as an, a brand ambassador sort of thing. Man, I would love to get him, Bret Hart, man, get those guys, have the guys of the past line up with the company in some way, shape, or form, and it just will continue to, to raise awareness to the brand. I really, and again, you got financially, you know, it has to make sense if they're able able to work out all the numbers. But um, I, I like it. I, I, Sting has never been a WWE guy to me. He just comes off, and I've met him. He's just too. He's he's like he comes off like he's just he's just good dude. Like it, <laughs> it, it, it's which I think financially, he you know, it made sense to work there. And he's not there like in the environment. You know, it never right. was. So I'm happy that I think there will be some good opportunities for him. All right. Uh, it was revealed this week on the WWE earnings call that there is that WWE studios is working with Netflix on a new documentary on Vince McMahon. Um, they called it a groundbreaking deal uh, with Netflix. It's going to be a multi-part documentary and uh, Bill Simmons, ESPN's Bill Simmons will be the executive producer on the project, while Chris Smith, who directed Netflix's Firefest, uh, will produce as well. So there's been talk for years of a Vince McMahon movie. Now it looks like it's really happening. I think it would be fascinating. But the only problem is WWE is involved. I'd like to see something. You know, it's not going to be, you know, it's going to paint him in a very uh, positive light. And, he, you know, what he's done has been amazing as far as taking this uh, smaller company from his dad. That was still, you know, it, it was still a big promotion, yeah. but turning it into this worldwide, uh, worldwide empire. But it's definitely going to have uh, their fingerprints on it. Written by Vince McMahon, edited by Vince McMahon, <laughs> uh, created by Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn. Yeah, no, that's screenplay by Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> all McMahon's in the credits. The um, <laughs> no, that's uh, you know his story, and, and I, I've heard enough from different people and. It's uh, dating back to whatever in the Carolinas, living in a trailer park and uh, watching his mom get beat and like different things and un really unfortunate circumstances on things. And it, it's uh, I would I'm really interested to seeing if they because the, the guy, the fact that he hasn't really at this up to this point written any books or done anything, he's never really let people in, which is usually you're hiding stuff. 
with that because in the, it's, there's no doubt with all of this. So it, it's really interesting to see how this they're going to probably paint him as this this legendary visionary figure that you know and and did a lot of great things in wrestling. That's not the the question the the thing at hand here. It's like all the stars he built was all for own for him. It, it's the end of the game because we've seen the pattern that he's gone. He has simply only used human beings to fuel his wealth to get himself that he can't still is not like it's still in that game. Like it's just the number. I need the number to go higher and higher and higher. And it's again, it's very opposite of what a lot of new CEOs and people that have learned from the past. It's now empowering other people. It's empowering your employees. And I've seen this implemented on, on in various different sectors and it, it works. It works a million times better and it creates a much better work environment, which is something he never did. So, I, and I don't think they're going to highlight him in a negative way, obviously with them having their hand, their hands on it, which is, is, you know, it is what it is, but you got to just go into it knowing that. And it could still be a great piece. It'd be really interesting. No doubt. It's just, it's, if they're going to have their fingerprints on it, they're going to, it's not going to be, it will be, it will be the overcoming adversity from childhood and then painting the everything only on, on, on how they want people to see him here. So, yeah. Um, I would love to do an interview interview for it. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you get to play Vince? Oh, well, I guess it's a documentary. So if, if you did a Vince McMahon movie, I couldn't even imagine. I would love to play him. I would love to play him. <laughs> you know, it'd be good. Have you seen Silicon Valley? No. Okay. The the boss yeah. of uh, Huli always kind of has a Vinceism to him. But uh, we got a lot of people in our chat from India. Uh, Hello to everybody out there, by the way, watching live Ryback TV and Ryback Rules. And your comments are always greatly appreciated. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's like 11, 11 at night over there. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, it was revealed this week uh, during the WWE earnings call that WWE is planning a event in India in 2021 that will focus on developing new stars from India. And it will air on Sony in India, and it will also be distributed here in the U.S. My guess is the network, but they didn't say that. And uh, so, yeah, they're really looking to push hard uh, for the Indian market. They have been wanting that for a long since I was there, and I know they sent me over there by myself there with the the security. And I do we see we do have a super chat here as well. Yeah. We'll get to that. the The fan base is enormous over there. First of all, they, and I talked about it before when I did the podcast when I joked that Vince wasn't like he didn't understand how poor India was with that the 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 rich is mixed with the poor, but that. And I was over there, and I'm going off of firsthand information that I'm being told by representatives from India with w, that working with WWE, and merchandise is differently priced over there, and things have to be adjusted because of the, the the financial status of a lot of people. But the population is enormous over right. there, a massive population, and and there is there is a huge opportunity to do some sort of business over there and to expand and and and. and to help over there as well if, if it's done right. So, I mean, right. but I, they've been trying, you know, for, for a long time to do something to, to, to do something. But like, I could tell you firsthand the, the Indian fans being over there are so passionate. I remember when I, I did the appearance, I had to go to a mall. It was anywhere. And I've heard different numbers, but from like 11 to 14,000 people packed on multiple layers, like three or four layers of this mall. 
Right. And I don't remember if it was Mumbai or if we were uh, in New Delhi. I can't remember. But I mean, and I was heel at the time. I had just turned heel. And I think it was feuding with, with Cena like around that period. And but they were treating me as if I was still the the the, the baby face that I was before. And it meant I just remember it was just I was like, this is insane how right. like they just love wrestling over there. So you know, yeah. it would make sense to try to get some superstars that can that could legitimately be of service, you know, from over there. And, it, you know, building a school would be the best way to to or doing something over there to, yeah. to really it, it would it makes sense financially. Yeah. And man, I've been to India uh, many times I as recently as last year. And what I've noticed there is the money isn't necessarily in merchandise or, or getting fans to pay. It's in licensing and commercials. And you yep. get those kind of deals because they pay big there. The movie actors there make a ton of money off of those yep. endorsements. If you can get that, I mean, that's going to pay, you know, that's that's a whole new revenue stream. And and, and they do have the TV rights, but also if they could get their stars in, in commercials and things like that. Yeah. Um, WWE stars in Bollywood films, like legitimately, yeah. like they, I don't understand why there's so much, but see, they, that's again, WWE though is really weird with that. They don't want people to get, they don't want you to make more than you're going to make in the wrestling. Cause they know you're going to bounce the first chance you get because of the environment, yeah. which all goes back to like, it's a really odd structured thing, which is again, that's why Vince went to the third party thing because he's seeing how much talent are actually making from it. And he goes, I have to shut this down because if they, if I allow them to make that for multiple years, they're going to bounce on me quicker than they, than I want them to. So yeah, there was this Indian movie in 93. If you uh, look on YouTube, uh, do Undertaker Bollywood, but they had the Undertaker and Crush and they were, uh, and it was the Brian Lee fake Undertaker, not the real Undertaker. Yeah. They, they had their whole gimmicks, their, uh, their ring names. And uh, yeah, they were in this Indian movie. They were the bad guys. So. Uh, it, it's it's a hoot. You got to check it out. I need to I need to get a connection over there. I need to I need the big guy needs to to go to Bollywood. Just yeah, yeah. Great Khali's <laughs> been in some stuff. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So, He's messaging me quite a bit to go over there early. It's been a bit, but I need to. Hey, Khali, can you get me in one of these Bollywood movies? <laughs> <laughs> big guy goes Bollywood. Yeah, it's great exposure. Uh, finally, we had the ratings this past week. Raw. Uh, Raw was down a little bit. It was down two and a half percent. They did 1.73 million viewers on the USA Network, down from 1.78 from last week. A small, uh, a small decrease from last week's season premiere. They were coming off of a, a, a pay per view, but uh, for where they are right now, not a bad number. Uh, especially, I mean, all these shows are just getting killed by news. I mean, they're up against the NFL, and obviously that's going to have an effect, but. Since the NFL started, raw ratings haven't been affected. But it'll be interesting if next week, if the election goes smoothly, if there's like a landslide and you can't really debate it, it'll be interesting to see uh, where the ratings are come December and the news networks theoretically uh, would come down a little. Yeah, no, that, that's, I mean, it, this is just a wait and see approach on this. This is, things are either going to be complete chaos or it, it's going to be, uh, you know, uh, it's going to go smoothly, which I don't know. Up to this point, I don't think anything has. So I'm a it's little 2020. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It's it, there's there's just so many things to factor in with this whole with not only this year, just with this election and the way the news outlets are are acting. It's just like it's we're either going to overcome this and it's going to be the greatest thing ever. It's going to be this is the you know the beginning of the downfall of, of mankind entirely because it, it's just it just keeps getting crazier and crazier, but. Ratings wise with Raw, I think they're just going to have to wait and see. It's 
it's stuck in that range right now. And uh, I will say every, the people are invested heavily, I think, in the news when seeing the ratings that that is occupying, you know, and I know from a marketing standpoint too, what's going on market is marketing's even changed because they're running more political ads than they've ever ran. They're paying. And I'm being told by, by the people I work with, they're like, they're just like hogging up the marketing, like they're just taking huge chunks and it's all I see on everything. So, I mean, it, it, it's just, they're forcefully taking people's attention with right. it. So, it will be secure. It'll be really interesting to see how much that drops off when this is all over, you know, granted it's over relatively quickly. Right. Uh, SmackDown, they were on FS1, did 881,000 viewers. Again, it's on eight FS1. Kind of got to throw this number out. Last year uh, on the, in the same time slot, did, they did 888,000. So almost identical to last year. They were up against the World Series. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, again, you throw it out. But FS1, it shows how weak of a station that is. And uh, and it's a great decision that WWE didn't put NXT on FS1 because they would be, you know, getting killed way worse than they usually do yeah. uh, by AEW. If SmackDown, SmackDown this week, uh, AEW and NXT both beat it in 18 to 49. So that shows you how weak that station is. Yeah, no, it's not a, I don't even get that station. I don't think on my, on my cable with the sports package I have that um, it, it, and so, and that's a lot of people I would imagine the, um, yeah, it's, it's never, it's never drawn good over there. And it, it's anytime they get moved over to that, it's, it's a down, I mean, that's a huge drop. Yeah. So it's just, we'll see what it goes. I'm sure it'll bounce back next week. Right. NXT, they did their best numbers of the year for the Halloween Havoc yep. uh, themed episode uh, this past Wednesday. They got a rare win over AEW Dynamite and overall viewers, although Dynamite still beat it in the 18 to 49 demo. NXT did 876,000 viewers, up 36% from last week. Uh, so a huge increase. Uh, Dynamite did 781,000 viewers, and they were actually up despite the very strong NXT number. They were still up from last week. Uh, they were up 4%. Um, and so NXT winning by 12% in overall viewers. As far as the 18 to 49 demo, AEW did a 0.32 in that demo, while NXT did a 0.25. For NXT, it was tied with one ep one other episode for their best number of the year. For yeah. the uh, overall viewers, it was their best number since last year. So uh, the Halloween Havoc gimmick, it worked. Yeah, and I think there was a lot. You got like I, that was one of my favorite pay per views from WCW, Same. and I used to go to them all the time here. So I think they did a that was a great marketing uh, job by them on something that's been gone for what twenty years. Yeah. And I think curiosity and people, oh, I want to tune in to see what what version of Halloween Havoc, how this kind of, you know, I want to I want to see this. And then you got kids and things too of that nature. That that it, I, it was good. Because to play up the Halloween thing, like anytime you got a show where you could with a holiday, and especially like Halloween, that's really really marketed obviously towards kids. I think it, it's it was well done on their part. They they definitely had the edge. We'll see what the numbers go back to next week, but that's a huge plus for NXT on that to get that high of a rating. Right. That's that shows that they, there's they are capable of getting it. So which yeah. AEW has to just kind of like okay. You know, they just got to keep focusing on putting out as, as good of a product as they can. And, you know, the lesson, too, in this is I think, you know, when you can marketing is huge when you can that, that even more, like, you can add to the wrestling, you know, marketing certain things. And, you know, WWE with Hunter and this, this is so personal. You know, that's a WCW thing with Cody's history. You know, I'm sure they, they would have loved to have that name. 
and uh, WWE, you know, it, it's just this story is really interesting to me on on how it how it's going so and how it right. will continue to play out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I mentioned, I think next week their both shows are going to get killed because it's going to be uh, basically the night after the election. But we'll see. We'll see where the numbers settle down. But uh, a good one week bump for NXT. Um, absolutely. Man, uh, I, I, oh, we had a super chat here. Um, oh, that's right. We did. Yeah. Giant Gaming was saying, <laughs> here, pipe bomb from earlier. What a uh, pipe bomb man. by the big guy. Pipe bomb of 2020. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. That was uh, very passionate about this and what's going on. And it's, uh, like I've said, I've spoken up. And it's the most non-selfish thing I've done speaking up about the business and about what I've been through and what I've gone through, it's very personal and what they, they are continuing to do and have tried to literally ruin me in fans' eyes, which is why I I am the way that I push out massive content to show people that's not how I am. You have to watch me and know me to to, to understand and don't believe the lies. And I will and I will continue to fight because I was quiet for too long. And when you're quiet, people will just make assumptions and, and it's there. It, it's not good, man, but wrestling's going to get better. I promise wrestling will get better. And, and I'm going to, and I'm going to play a part of it in it one way or another. So, and I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to getting back. I, I think it's um, overcoming this. It's such a, it's a, there's such a fire burning inside of me right now to get back, to want to stop them with what they're doing. So, and, and I think it's going to it's gonna be a really exciting year, 2021. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Fox, uh, writing in the chat room, I have so much respect for people who stand up for what is right. Much respect to you, Ryback, and Paige, no matter what happens. Thank you very much, Elizabeth. And with that, uh, that is it for this week. Uh, thanks, as always, for having me on. Good deal, Raj. Anything to plug to wrap up? Uh, keep checking out WrestlingInc.com. I mean, it's been so insanely busy. Just tons of new content, uh, tons of exclusive interviews. We've got Leo Rush coming up in a couple days. Uh, we had uh, we had Mick Foley, who talked a lot about the elections and yep. things like that. Uh, Mance Warner. Uh, just a, a bunch of stuff. Keep checking out WrestlingInc.com. And we've got MJF coming up next week as well. Fantastic. And guys, please check out Feed Me More Nutrition on FeedMeMore.com. The Halloween 4,000 cash giveaway $4,000 cash giveaway ends tonight at midnight Pacific. So get your orders in on feedmemore.com. All the details are on the homepage for all of that. Thank you guys very much for listening. You've just listened to another episode of the shooting blanks wrestling report. Feed me more.